It's Wednesday, May 13. This is Professor Mitch. Let's take a look at what's going on in the world economies and markets. European markets and the U.S. markets have taken a bit of a hit over the last couple of days. And that is unfortunately because we are still in the grips of this virus. We can't get an all clear signal. We can't even really get out of our homes and recapture our former lifestyles. So that's become an issue. With that as a backdrop, it's amazing how well the U.S. markets are doing. The Dow, which is around 23,600, is only off 6.5% year over year. That's hardly a disaster. It's painful, but hardly a disaster. NASDAQ, which is a little over 9,000, is up 18% year over year. Now, that's because the new wave, new business model companies are all on the NASDAQ, and that's why that index is doing so well. And those companies, a lot of them, are doing really well. They're generating positive cash flow. They're generating profitability. They're grabbing market share from the old line companies. And you can see that in the New York Stock Exchange Index. And the New York, unfortunately, is off 12% year over year. It's just under 11,000. And it is the home of a lot of big brand, big name companies that aren't trading very well, aren't doing very well. And so the New York is now become a laggard to the other indices. Even the S&P 500, which incorporates some NASDAQ stocks and some New York stocks and some Dow stocks, even the S&P 500 is up 2% or almost 2% for the year. So we're, we're in somewhat hurtful territory from the perspective of investing in the U.S. markets, but it ain't terrible yet. Unfortunately, we're on the edge. Unemployment comes out tomorrow. My bet is another 4 million people are unemployed. That takes us to 34 million people. You know, we start to press towards the levels as a percentage of the workforce of the Great Depression. We're not there yet, thankfully. But we have two issues brewing, really three, and they're all interconnected. If we don't get out of our homes soon, unemployment will most assuredly be 50 million or above by September or October. And don't forget that we've got another flu season coming, which could force us back into our homes if we're going to wait for a time where the flu is not a concern whatsoever and the infection rate and the mortality rates start to float down towards zero. If we wait for that moment, we will probably not be out of our homes till the fourth quarter of this year or the first quarter of next year. If that happens, unemployment will surely be over 50 million people. And if that happens, then all these levels that we're seeing in the stock markets domestically will all be broken on the downside because that'll be enough bad news to drive those indices down. Once we get out of our homes and once people start to go back to work, we'll see two phenomenon that will really help drive our economy. One is that people will drive more and therefore oil will, which is now at domestically at $25 a barrel, will go back to 35 to 40 a barrel where it starts to become profitable for the U.S. domestic oil companies to operate. 
and they'll start to buy cars. And that's the one of the next big shoes to drop. The domestic automobile business is in terrible financial shape. They don't have enough liquidity. They don't have enough solvency to continue. The major manufacturers, Chevrolet, Ford, Chrysler, even globally, the, the major manufacturers, the Volkswagens and Mercedes of the world, they're all suffering terribly. And at some point, they will run out of liquidity. <clears throat> they will run out of solvency. And that point in time is probably October. That Those industries, those companies, drive so much employment in America that it will surely drive unemployment to 50 million. At the same time, banks are already concerned about loan defaults. They've already started reserving billions of dollars for loan defaults. They've already started increasing their credit quality demands for loans. So in other words, it's harder to get a mortgage in America. So the next thing that has to happen is that the housing market has to suffer. It must. It is driven very directly by the availability of mortgage loans. If the availability of mortgage loans goes down, it will take what is a fragile and shaky housing market and drive it down the way it did in 2007, 2008. If that happens, it hurts people who are in homes. It causes, obviously, people are going to have to move. It causes less buying. It causes people to reconsider the whole process of how they live and where they live. It doesn't drive the purchase of, util of appliances. It doesn't drive revenue at the utilities. It doesn't drive the purchase of new automobiles. Everything starts to collapse. And we're not at a good level for that to happen. And our government is out of a lot of ability to print money and just continue to, to pay people money to sit at home. We need something positive to happen. Now, there is work being done on, on a curative. There is work being done on a preventative. But all the drug industry is totally focused on helping fix the, the effects of this virus, uh, for at least on an individual basis, from our perspective of our health. We've got to find a place where we can be smart about how we live, meaning maybe we all have to wear face masks and or gloves, that we can go back to work, that we can get a paycheck, that we can spend that paycheck at the local restaurant, at the dry cleaner, at the barber, that we can then go out and buy automobiles, buy gasoline, very important. We've seen a little bit of that. We've got to see a lot more. The summer's a huge time for the consumption of gasoline because a lot of people get in their cars and drive around and go to the beach and go on vacation. That has to happen. And by the way, uh, let me add in another industry that is teetering right on the edge of failure, and that's hospitality. These hotels are very dependent, as you can imagine, on people checking in, people spending money in the restaurant, and people spending money, you know, in the in the lobby store and in the you know the little convenience uh, refrigerators that are in rooms. All those revenues combined with room revenues drive a tremendous amount of employment. 
It drives profitability for these properties. And if they don't have that revenue, they're not going to be able to pay their mortgages. So we are, as I said, on the edge. The markets are trading in this very tight range. The range is actually higher than I thought it would be. And we can continue to improve, but we're going to have to get out of our homes. And you can, your bellwethers, your new bellwethers are not just the price of oil and not just the price of gold, because I think gold's lost a little bit of its luster. Right? Your new bellwethers are automobile sales, residential real estate sales, mortgage applications, and bookings at major resort properties. And that will give any investigator, anyone interested in doing the investigation, a really good picture of where our economy is. As you can see, if you look at the common thread, it's all driven by the domestic consumer spending money. Right now, a lot of people don't have that money to spend. And the people that do have that money to spend are frightened about the future. The job fear levels have risen up even into the executive ranks where people were cons- thought they were their jobs were bulletproof. Even they're concerned. Kids aren't going back to college in the fall. High schools, I don't know what that model is going to look like, but they may be online, which prevents a lot of people from working because they use, you know, the kids going to school is almost like a built-in babysitter. We've got to get over a lot of hurdles and we've got to get over them in the next three weeks, maybe four weeks. By early June at the latest, we have to be out of our homes. We have to be buying stuff. We have to be driving. Stay tuned. Next couple of weeks are going to be critical. 